24th of January. It's um, <clears throat> the sun setting, coming to the end of day nine of the second leg of our journey across uh, Arabia. More onward progress. Sadly, poor Reem today has gone down with the dreaded chest and cough lurgy that has been afflicting Anna and I. Uh, Anna and I are on the mend now. It seems to be Reem's turn to uh, suffer. Anyway, she's plodded on uh, today, and uh, as we both have, we left campsite at about 8 uh, this morning, 8, 8, 8 15. Lovely calm night uh, overlooking this beautiful valley. Uh, walking initially towards this enormous granite mountain, Je Jebel Tan. Um, a couple of eagles soaring above it and, and, and lovely progress across plain when uh, Alan and um, Anna were able to, uh, to, to catch us up with the, uh, with the vehicles. And really the aim of today has been to progress away from Uruksabai, the, the line of dunes, across the plains uh, towards um, a really important, very small but very important settlement called Kurma. And uh, Kurma has a significance way beyond its size. It's a very remote community, predominantly Bedouin community, but historically of great significance. And there was once a time when it was discussed in um, the halls of Whitehall because the significance of what unfolded at Kurma may have had an influence on um, on the politics of the region because this was very much the frontier between Ibn Saud's sphere of influence from Riyadh and Sharif Hussain of Mecca who was based in Mecca and Jeddah and uh, there were several battles fought at Kerma. Kerma was very important in the history of Saudi Arabia and, and it was really the fact that those battles um, worked out the way that they did uh, really did give Ibn Saud the confidence uh, to to unite the tribes and to create the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia. But so fierce was the fighting, we're still a couple of hundred kilometres from uh, Taif, that the, the, the residents of Taif reputedly fled um, the town uh, for fear of getting caught up in, 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 in the bloody fighting. So we're plodding on. It's uh, you know, Temperatures are rising, uh, same altitude, about three, three and a half thousand feet, um, but definitely getting a wee bit hotter every day. We're or getting a bit more tired and it, and it was really this was a period when Philby particularly wrote about um, the fact that he too was also feeling pretty tired and he wrote in his book the next day was one of strenuous exertion for six days we had fared on nothing but rice and dates varied by a hair on only two occasions and all were agreed that we must make Kurma before nightfall to make matters worse my camel had picked up a flint the previous afternoon and had gone badly lame, with the result that the awkward gait, coupled with a series of long fatiguing days, made me ache all over. In this condition I mounted a camel which I discarded for its rough paces in the early stages of the journey, but was faced with a march of eleven and a half hours, broken only by a single halt of less than an hour, my discomfort and agony increasing with every step until by the time we arrived at our destination, I was in the last stages of um, exhaustion. So we're not quite at that stage, I have to say, but uh, it, there's no doubt about it. Being in the heat day after day after day, uh, walking under the direct sun, is it really does take its toll. So everyone's doing really well. We're plodding on. We reached Kerma ourselves today. It's a much bigger community than when Philby arrived in, uh, in 1917. It, um, then he mentioned that it was a... 
home to several thousand people uh, and I would say today it's it's significantly bigger it, it occupies the bottom of a riverbed really but on a raised gravel plain in the middle of a wide wadi bed um, but arrived they did and uh, Philby was in for a treat as we are in for a treat this evening um, tonight we have camel meat and it's the first time that we have tasted camel meat on our journey uh, and it was the first time for Philby also. And he wrote uh, in his book, our long penance of low diet was interrupted that evening by a sumptuous feast comprising a large haunch of camel beef with rice and vegetables from the gardens of the oasis. We were fortunate in arriving on a day when butcher's meat was available, for with the Bedouin being away, sheep or goats were unobtainable, and the people left behind in the village contented themselves with the occasional slaughter of a camel. The meat which I now tasted for the first time was coarse and very tough, but satisfying and not unlike inferior beef. So we got a bit of camel meat, we found a, a camel um, cafe uh, in uh, Kurama. Today we went in to fill our um, jerry cans with wash water from the local mosque. Um, we filled up with fuel. Uh, it was quite quite exciting coming into civilization after five or six days of going across country and barely seeing any blacktop. But uh, today was a, 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 a small step back into uh, civilization. Um, we then drove out of Kerma and we're camped in some really different country now. And uh, we're on the edge of, so the, the, I'm, sin, I'm sitting behind a small acacia bush as always, killing the wind. But around me is um, black uh, black nodules of lava and we're on the edge of big big lava fields called uh, called Harat in Arabic and uh, it's a sea of black as I can see with lots of acacia trees dotted around and uh, you know the Red Sea is just an extension of the Great Rift Valley of East Africa the volcanoes of Kilimanjaro, of Mount Kenya, of Oldonyo Lengai, the Great Rift Valley of Kenya. Uh, it extends, the Red Sea is an extension of that and if you fly from Riyadh to Jeddah and you look out of the window you will see looking down at this stage of your journey, you're two-thirds of the way through your flight from Riyadh to Jeddah. If you look down you will see um, several round um, craters which are the craters of the old volcanoes. They're dormant uh, so they may erupt, but I don't think there's been an, erup or an eruption for quite a long time. Uh, but, uh, you know, the lava, because the um, the ground is so flat, the, the lava spreads out in all directions. It solidifies into these great fields of Harat, and that's what we're sitting on the edge of now. It's tortuous driving through them. It's puncture country. You can't drive in a straight line. Um, so the going is very, very tough. Um, it's great for animals like the gazelle and the wolves because it's very difficult to be hunted in this stuff. So uh, reputedly, according to the ecologists, the numbers of um, wild mammals in the Harat are larger than the areas outside simply because people can't get in there and chase them and hunt them down. So tomorrow Reem and I will um, walk away from Kerma. We'll, we'll walk a little bit through this Herat, these lava fields. Uh, making progress towards Taif, the hill station, the hill community of Taif. Uh, tomorrow, I think, will be Wednesday, and we hope to reach Taif on Thursday, uh, which will be quite exciting, because that's quite a large community. Philby spent a couple of days there, was uh, 
amazed by the architecture, the beautiful Ottoman architecture that he saw in Taif. So we're looking forward to that. Someone from the Heritage Commission, our friend at the friends at the uh, Heritage Commission in Riyadh, um, one of their staff will be meeting us at Taif to give us a guided tour and tell us about the history. So we'll try and capture that on some of the podcasts so that we can share that with you. So that's it. End of uh, end of day nine. The days are ticking away and the sun is uh, going down. So I'm going to walk back to the camp and join the others and have a cup of tea.